0: what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the vanguard project before we jump into an awesome episode with matt peck Peaches, Petch, the Operational Athlete, a few updates. A shout out to the show sponsor for making this possible. Black Rifle Coffee has stepped in to help support the shenanigans of the Vanguard project. I've been fortunate to have crossed paths with several individuals at BRCC and love the work they do, what they represent, and the support of the community. However, hunting season is now, and I would highly recommend grabbing either their steep bags or instant packs. For your time on the mountain, be sure to use code Vanguard for 20% off. 20 years since 9-11. I was just a kid when it happened. And uh, like all things, events impact everyone a little differently. This is a slightly heavier note. If you feel like you've had a hell of a time over the weekend with all the reminders and not sure where to look to find community, uh, please let me know and I would love to get you connected uh, with like-minded individuals. Uh, the next thing is that we are in the last few days for ordering shirts with that particular design uh, for the ARC Salus organization, where 100% of the profits get donated to them. Um, and ARC Salus, for those of you that don't know, is an organization that is actively uh, supporting and aiding individuals to safety in Afghanistan. Um, that goes through nine uh, fifteen, uh, and like I said, 100% of all of the profits from that design uh, will be donated to ARC Salus, and that link is in the episode description. And uh, finally, please take a second to like, subscribe, and review the show. It helps me out immensely, the simple act. So please take a second to do that. Uh, But beyond that, let's kick it. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Vanguard Project. For those of you new to the show, my name is Austin Jardine, and uh, I i think I've been either been told or called myself or referenced just uh, being some jackass outside of uh, Boise, Idaho, that likes to sit and talk to people. I've been really fortunate to cross paths, and one of those people uh, is sitting here with me today. And so uh, we're sitting here talking, uh, kind of just understanding who people are, what it's taken to get to where they're at, understanding really the path that they've taken, and uh, with the goal of you know, sharing some insights, uh, maybe getting you excited or motivated to try something new, learn about a different career path, learn about, you know, why people have made the decisions that they have and, uh, you know, maybe get you excited about something new. And uh, with that being said, I've got Mr. Matt Peck on the phone with me. It's Peck, right? I want to uh, say Peck.
1: Peck. It is Peck. It, it is Peck. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to ask.
0: <laughs> it's funny. I do that all the time where it's like, "Hey, yeah, like, first names are really easy. And then every now and then I'll like butcher the last name and I was like, okay, all right. Like I practice, I used to practice like introductions beforehand because, like, otherwise I would ramble. Like I totally just rambled in my mind, and I totally forgot to ask. So it's Petch. I'm sorry. How are you, man?
1: Yeah, when I was in basic training, uh, my drill sergeant. I was actually talking about this with a buddy the other day. He called me Peaches. Hey Peaches. Hey Peaches. Yeah, yeah, he's call me Peaches. Shaughnessine if he's listening. Drill Sergeant Shaughnessy was always like, Hey, Peaches, I don't know how to pronounce your name, so I'm gonna call you Peaches. Peaches, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm good, I'm good, brother. I'm out here in uh Los Angeles, Redondo Beach, Torrance, California, just enjoying some decent weather right now.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, we uh, we started talking just a little bit, and I kind of gave you the, the quick rundown of how things go. So, you if you could maybe give a, a summary of, of what you're doing now, because you've got, I think, quite a few things going on. So if people don't know who you are, your name or anything like that, I mean, what, what summarizes you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of people, like always, they're like, Oh, you got a couple fingers in a few pots. I'm like, I got every single finger and every toe in a different pot. Cause I just like to do a lot of different shit. It just is what it is. Um, I'm a full-time police officer. And right now, I've actually, I just had ankle surgery, so I'm I'm off at the moment. I got to get wrist surgery before I go back. Um, But besides that, I, uh, you know, I was in the military for 15 years, U.S. Army Special Forces. Now I am running my own business, Operational Athlete, uh, which just was trademarked today, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Kind of stoked on that. I got got that name, Nike. You can't take it. So... (laughs) Fuck yourself. But uh <laughs> um <laughs> I am the operational athlete and that is uh yeah it's the business right now. It's going great. Work with a lot of different companies, Iron Infidel, Hard to Kill Fitness, Bravo Sierra, Alpha League Performance, Works Outdoors, like great companies um that work around veterans. But besides that, I'm also opening a gym here in uh Torrance, California, a boxing gym with a uh, uh, business friend of mine, Albert, and uh it's going to be fucking awesome. We're going to bring this operational style of training to the boxing world and see if we can create some fucking champions. And I guarantee you we will.
0: That's nuts. I have I have so many questions. One, how do you manage it all? Like, that's a lot. Like, I feel like I've got a lot going on. I mean, between work, you know, I don't, I will honestly say school, but I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> work, hunting, podcast, pictures. It's like, how do you... Like maybe just to start it off, like, how do you balance all of that? Cause that's, that's a little ridiculous in my mind.
1: It's, uh, you know, it's, it's just finding that schedule. Like for, for me, like my day starts off fasted with a workout every single day. That's how I've done it for years. Um, once I wake up, I get my pre-workout in, I get into the gym, I have a garage gym here. And, uh, you know, from there, it's like, uh, my mind's right. It's, I don't know what it is, but like starting my day off with a workout just helps me prepare for the rest of the day. Yeah. Okay. It's errands, it's errands, meetings, calls, doing whatever I got to do. Um, that's right now. Like when I have to work after work, obviously, like I, I work graveyard shift, uh, for PD. So my, my life is a little different when that happens, but right now I'm off due to surgery, physical therapy, all that. Um, it's kind of just grinding right now because it's, it's using the time as best as I can. Like, yeah. Anybody who has time, you got to use it as best you can. Bottom line. Like, uh, don't let any minutes during the day go on un- unused, like whatever it is. I don't care if it's school reading, you know, business adventures, meetings, talking to people, something, I don't know, just get out there and be social. Like don't waste time. I, I, I am not big on wasting time. I like to use every second, every day, <laughs> and talk talk to people. Get whatever I have to get done, no matter what. That's yeah. just
0: me. That's awesome. I like that. I I I can sympathize. I, I need moments to kind of sit, but I'm a busybody too. My wife gets annoyed with me because I sit down. And she's like, "Let's watch a movie," and then halfway through it, I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta go do something." Like yeah. So, have you uh, have you always been like that? I mean, when you started, I guess if we could go back to the beginning. When you started in in the army i guess did you know that you wanted to go in the army or was that something that you're like ah you know was it 9 11 or did something happen that you knew that you wanted to go kick some ass and take names
1: no so like i I, i'm completely honest about it and there's no heroic moment for me in the beginning it was uh i grew up in a family that was it was it was a it was a tough upbringing for me like my dad was in and out of jail you know, for various crimes, whatever, you know, grew up around domestic violence, all that. And then when it came time to graduate and move on to the next step of my life, you know, being 18, being an adult, it was uh, expensive. <laughs> I couldn't afford it. Like, like, we didn't we didn't have money. Um, I grew up on fucking food stamps, you know, like we, we didn't have money and uh, I went to the army because I thought that it would help me get to college. And I thought college would be this thing that wouldn't help me have a better future. And it helped, you know, um, I ended up making the military pretty much a career. It's when I look at everything I've done in my life, the military is my biggest accomplishment. Bottom line, special forces, my biggest accomplishment. And that's my life. That's my career. That's my life you know, what I do now is great. It's honorable. I love it. But what I did before is definitely what made me the person I am today. And I ended up going back to school when I was over like seas, like doing online classes, got a bachelor's degree, got a master's degree eventually. Um, And yeah, it was, it was, it was all about getting the most out of what the military could offer. When okay. I first joined, but after I got in, it was kind of like, "Oh shit. I started remembering about 9-11. I started remembering about, you know, my family history, you know, being in conflicts, being in the military. And then that patriotism just kind of just, I don't know, man. It just, it just became a part of me. It became a part of my life. Like, yeah. I want to do whatever I could to help this country, to help this nation, to help the person next to me, to help the person back home the person overseas, the oppressed, whatever. I just wanted to do whatever I could to help people. And yeah. So I ended up going on a good amount of deployments going around the world, starting a nonprofit, all sorts of shit. And just, uh, yeah, it was, a, it's been a good, I think it's been a good life so far, yeah, you know? No like, like, yeah.
0: So I've, I've got a question. I mean, I feel like this might be personal right out of the gate. So, you know, my I, I've heard I have not experienced right kind of the, you know, people growing up in a in a domestic a domestic household like is it domestic violence? Yeah, DV DV household. That it, it's easy to reciprocate that or or it continues to happen right kind of down the line right. You see it happen, you know, mom and dad doing it. You kind of yeah. continue to do it. Do you feel like? um going into the army helped you step out of that? Or do you feel like that that was in your nature to kind of, I mean, I'm asking this question and if I'm thinking about somebody that is listening, that might be growing up in a similar situation, it's like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I need some way to break out of it. You know, what, what helped you kind of move forward?
1: So to be honest, like my, my stepdad stepped into my life around the age of 13 or so. Um, that kind of helped me move forward as far as like around my own mother my real dad though you know he was still in this same cycle of abuse with my stepmom my little my half-sister's mother it was still happening there that same you know abuse the drinking all that and i still saw it you know but I think for me like it'll it's definitely a part of me like it, it's helped me mold into a better man overall um definitely taught me what not to do you know obviously um you know you know just seeing people's pain growing up you know like these important women in my life you know my mom and my stepmom you know it's it just it, it struck me in a different way that i i never want to allow that to happen in front of me again i will never let that happen you know um and my little sisters like i i I love them to death and i will do whatever i can to protect them and to show them what it's like to be a real real fucking man you know um and what they deserve as far as a fatherly figure goes but um i'm going on a tangent now no anyways uh yeah, you know, uh man, I, I've been lucky thus far, like in my life that these women have escaped that. And you know, I'm I don't my my real father isn't a part of my life anymore, you know, and it is what it is. Alcoholism is a fucking it's it's a disease, you know. And I don't know if that's directly related to what happened as far as some of that. That shit that happened early in my life and my sister's lives, but it's unacceptable. Bottom line, and you know, I definitely want to be a huge advocate for fighting against it and also getting over it. You know, um, working past it, using it as a tool to help you improve your life rather than something that's going to be, you know, an impediment on your life. So it made me stronger and made my sister stronger. And I think if people look at it as something that happened and something that can make them stronger, it's, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, yeah, definitely an interesting subject to talk about. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And it's funny, I can, so like, you know, I don't use the video, but I can see you thinking about it, it you can tell that it's one of those things that it's, it's difficult to put into words. I can only imagine. Yeah okay so when you started in the army right so you started get through make it through college and everything did you plan on making it a career or were you kind of just like man i'm gonna wing it and kind of get my four or five years in and get out
1: yeah so after like a year and a half i got to the appropriate rank to get me into special forces selection and once i got there it was over game over (laughs) I, i i met a bunch of fucking solid dudes who were just ready to go as hard as they could physically, mentally, whatever it was. And then I went through the Special Forces Qualification Course as a QC and got to my team and in 2007. They deployed a week later. I had to go through some like paperwork before I can get overseas. I met them overseas in Iraq in 2007. And then the rest is history after that. Like, man, what a brotherhood. What a off. Op- Awesome opportunity! What a and it made me who I am. It really yeah. did. Uh, yeah. like, like the military, specifically special forces, made me exactly who I am. And who I am is somebody that I hope and definitely want my son to look up to one day. You yeah. know, my daughter to look up to one day. Like these are people. Like I want to be that guy that they're like. I'm so proud of my dad and like, you know, what he did, you know, no matter what I do from here on out, at least I got that. Yeah. That's that's how I look at it. So you
0: know? Yeah. What do you feel like uh, maybe some of the values or things that, what do you feel like was most important to you about the time in special forces that were instilled into you, whether that's, experiences, value, knowledge. I mean, was there anything that you're hoping that when you took out of that, that you will then go impress on either people you're training or your kids, or I mean, what, how are you translating that to what you're doing today?
1: I think, so my values, they constantly move from first to second to third place to fourth place to fifth place. And they change. Um, That's something I've worked with a life coach for quite a while, but I think right now looking back on it, Selfless service is something that I'm very, very, very passionate about. Okay. And I want my kids to do something in their life that helps others. I want them to put themselves in front of others. I want them to work with nonprofits. I want them to just help people out. Like I'm fortunate. I grew up here in the United States of America, and I've been to like 13 different countries. And I've seen, like, what people go through and, like, the, the little they have, you know, to, to get a bar of soap makes them 100% happy. To get a bottle of clean water makes them so happy right. and thankful. And I've heard them, like, they've literally said, thank you so much. Thank you on my life, you know, in whatever language it was at the time. Thank you on my life. Like, this is this is the best thing I've, like, ever had. You know, a bottle, a bottle of water, we fucking take that shit for granted here. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I I want my kids to understand selfless service and what it means to put yourself out there in order to help others, you know, and in Special Forces, our motto is the oppressor will be bare, to free the oppressed. It works overseas. It's it's definitely big, especially with what's going on right now in the world. But it also is fucking very important here. Um, I came from a my father, my real father, the one that I fucking talk about. He was born in Mexico. My family came from Mexico. They came from a a village, you know, where it was, you know, it wasn't very wealthy. Like they came here for a reason, you know, and every One of my aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody has made what my grandparents did that move from Mexico to the United States worth it. They've worked and we take care of people and we constantly look out for one another. For my kids, I want them to know that they can do whatever they want in life, but also just just take, take care of those who are less fortunate. Have that selfless service for the oppressed whether they're here in the United States, they're here in your family, they're here in your local community. It doesn't matter. Like, just have some sort of service. And I've always said, like, help one person a day, you could save the world. It is what it is. If if we all reached out to one person a day and said, hey, you're worth living. Like, you are a great person. I hope you have a great day. Whatever it is, just kind words. Like, you could change the world. Help one person a day change the world bottom line if we all did it
0: (laughs) yeah right no that's i i love that do you feel like that type of mentality is um maybe one of the key factors in maybe your success in the army i and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the army and then kind of as the conversation goes right how that's translated into, into other things do you feel like that's something that you develop that type of mindset in the army or did you know that like this is my this is my it almost sounds like a mantra, right? This is my mantra going into Special Forces and what I want to be doing.
1: It definitely wasn't something I, I came in with. Like yeah. It's something I learned over time. Um, I did not... I, I didn't have any guidance like before I joined the, the military. When I got it, I had some great mentors. Those guys, those guys, you know, John, Shane, Dennis, like great guys fucking set me up for success like I had guys that were you know 10 to 12 15 years older than me that actually took an interest in me which is great I didn't have that growing up I didn't have this fatherly figure these strong men in my life and then when I joined the military these guys kind of stepped in I don't know if they saw it or what I have no idea you know to this day but they uh stepped in and made me the man I am today um going on a tangent again but
0: uh <laughs> you're bringing in a good point though like was it easy was it easy for you to accept them coming in and helping or did they kind of have to break you down were you stubborn to, to having other people kind of help guide you at all I, don't,
1: I was not actually um I think I actually needed it yeah and deep down inside you know that subconscious I think I actually was like take me under your, you know, whatever it is you're offering. I want to take it off. And I did, I, I was open to it, you know, being a teenager and 20, 21, 23, 24, whatever, you know, like it's, it's hard to like listen to other men tell you like what to do because I don't know, especially where I came from. Like, it was like, I had to, I had to work on my own for so long. Um, back here at home that when somebody offered me something it was like oh shit advice (laughs) (laughs) that's that's kind of cool um how the hell do i interpret this how do i uh how do i use this and eventually i figured it out obviously and took as much as i could from these guys and they were great mentors they've been through a lot in their life as well you know and i think as i move forward in life i try to bring that on to everybody i mentor as well um my lessons others lessons and it's a fucking great process when you think about it though like when you have your own lessons and you learn from all these other people that have these other lessons it's like shit you can fucking help anybody really like yeah yeah, you just gotta be open minded. You gotta be able to listen. You gotta have certain qualities about yourself. Um, I do that daily. I literally listen to people daily. Now you know whether it's through a fucking like email, a text message, a DM, whatever it is, um, or just a conversation um, over a beer or whatever it is. You know, and you just gotta listen to people and see what's going on in their lives. So you can tell by their tone by what they're saying. Oh man, I just really love helping people. I really do. Yeah. Like I truly
0: passionate about it. No, that's awesome. Have you learned any uh like I, I don't want to say like tips and tricks, but like things that you've learned to maybe point people in the right direction or advice that you have for people that maybe want to maybe they know somebody that needs a little bit of guidance or a little bit of help, um, but don't know how to approach it or don't know how to answer questions. I guess have you learned how to communicate in a way that kind of pushes people forward does that question make sense
1: yeah no it makes sense um i mean at least to me it does
0: <laughs> so. okay. that's good that's good
1: <laughs> we're halfway there uh it just it comes down to listening it really is like um there's a lot of stigmas out there about talking about shit that bothers you and i'm definitely one of those that will tell people to talk about shit that bothers you so you know, earlier today, I was with a buddy of mine who was in the Marine Corps, and me and him, you know, he doesn't see talk therapy. He doesn't have a talk therapist. You know, I have a therapist. It is what it is. I'm a big advocate for that, but he doesn't have that. You know, so I kind of sometimes I take these opportunities to talk to him about things that maybe bother him, or I like to bring up stuff from the past, from when he was in the Marine Corps, or when he was overseas, shit like that, and just talk about it because it's good for people to vent. So just listen to people. One. Let them talk. Don't interrupt them. Don't talk over them. Let them talk when they want to talk. Um, also, ask people questions. Ask them about where they've come from. You know, and for me, it has a lot to do with the military. So I ask people, you know, would you do in the military? Oh, awesome. awesome. Like, Tell me this. Oh, where were you? Tell me, oh, you were there? Oh, how was that? You know, let them talk, too. Just let them talk about everything that was around that because it feels good to talk i am one that will fucking say that because for me it's nice to talk about my shit and my nice talk about my stories i like to tell my stories of people about being overseas about losing people about my struggles it helps me it helps me help myself to be honest like and then yeah,
0: man. I fucking forgot the question again. Just, <laughs> that 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 answered it. That, that was perfect about, about just listening, you know. So you you mentioned you've got a therapist, right? So I've got one, you know, I see one I think monthly now because I've I've seen one off and on for fucking ever. So was that coming out of the military, right? So I know that a lot of people that, that listen to the show, hunters, military guys, right? Was that something that was hard for you to get into originally? Or did you come out being like, no, listen, I've gone through shit and I need to talk.
1: No, I would not fucking ever. <laughs> imagine. Young me would never imagine me being in front of a therapist talking about shit I've been through and my feelings. I was like, I was anti-therapist. I was anti, nothing's wrong with me. Um, I had I talked about it sometimes. It's like that John Wayneism, you know, it's like we're all bad motherfucking men, you know. Yep. We can't talk about our feelings. Fuck that. You're a pussy. But you know what? Like I, I that's that what that's what makes us stronger, to be honest. And I started, I went down this fucking dark path 2017. I just got back from my last confinement That was in 2016. 2017, I was married, had a house had a kid I was fucking struggling and I wouldn't seek therapy I wouldn't seek marriage counseling. I Wouldn't seek anything I just I knew I knew what I needed you know what I needed at the time was fucking booze and fucking time to myself yeah yeah I didn't know shit <laughs> I just I was always I doing whatever I could to numb the pain and then to put everything aside and that fucking that led to divorce that led to losing my house that led to a couple fucking times where i've sat there in a fucking dark room with a gun in my hand thinking about maybe today's the day you know yeah. and uh i find once you get rock bottom there's no going there's no going down you know what i'm saying like it was only up from there so I had to hit the bottom before I came back up. And when I came back up, I came back up fucking strong. I came back up knowing that I need to talk to people. I need to fucking express myself. I need to seek therapy. I need to seek whatever it is. You know, I've tried medication. I've since then come off of it, um, but it helped me for a while. And then, you know, now I'm on a new regimen, but, you know, meditation, breath work, um, talk therapy life coaching, all that has fucking helped me over the last, you know, when was it, four years now. But at first I wasn't open to it. I really wasn't.
0: Yeah. What, when, when you hit rock bottom, because you're not the only person that gets there. Right. And I feel like in moments like that, you certainly feel like it, at least, you know, I've hit my own type of rock bottom. I've never been in your situation. Right. But what was it for you that helped you hit rock bottom? And then start building back up because I mean, was there something that just kind of helped you launch, launch forward? Or did you just wake up one morning and you're like, I can't, I can't do this anymore.
1: I think it's different for everybody. Um, It can be someone in your life, you know, and for me it was my son. Like I had my son that year and he saved me. Like I would not be here if it wasn't for my son. I I can I can say that a thousand percent. Like I probably would have pulled the trigger if I hadn't seen my son in 2017 and developed the relationship I have now. Um, now I'm a father too, but it's just different things. Like I I, I think people for me. It's easy, when you live by the gun, you die by the gun. So, that's why the fucking suicide rate is so high and police officers, veterans, all that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's easier to die by the gun when you live by it. It really is, but people love you. Your family, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your friends, even that person that you, you just know from the fucking grocery store. Whatever it is, like, we've seen this, you know, throughout our lives. You know, I'm in my mid-30s, like, when that dude you fucking know from the fucking grocery store that fucking has been checking you in for years and years and years finally isn't there, it's kind of like, hey, what happened to, uh, what's his name? Don't even know his name sometimes. Oh, Greg? That works this shit? Oh, uh, he passed away. You fucking feel horrible. Yeah. Like, I like I, I love that person like <laughs> in a in a weird way you know. Yeah. So it came down to like, people love you. No matter who, how dark it gets for people, you just got to know that there's somebody that cares about you. Bottom line. Right. Um, and for me it was it was my it was my son. You know he he saved me, and you know he's in here right now behind me behind this. Closed door, you know. Probably asking for a snack, but, uh, <laughs> but what does he know? Like he saved my life. He really did. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if there's somebody that's listening that is at rock bottom, gun in hand, shit's hitting the fan, what do you uh, what what advice would you have for them? Maybe not to pull the trigger, to go ask for help, to go to the grocery store and see Greg. In this hypothetical example,
1: yeah. One, I mean, reach out, reach out to somebody. You can reach out to me always. Like I am an open book. I have people reach out to me daily. Uh, two, somebody loves you. I promise you. And you don't want to put them through what you think that will accomplish. You don't want to put that that remorse on them that they could have helped you longer and could have helped you more than they did. I think about that. I, I I've had friends kill themselves and, and like I'm like, what could I have done more? What could I have done more? Like, I would never want to put that on someone else, like that guilt, you know. So there's resources out there. At least give them an opportunity to help you, your friends, your family, a therapist, whatever it is, give. Give yourself that opportunity because you're worth it.
0: That's it. Okay. Okay. I love it, man. That's great advice. You know, that's something that I've been hearing pretty consistently is, you know, check on your friends. But also you're there's somebody out there that wants to see you happy and healthy. Yep. So, okay. So did, when you, when you left the army and started, did you go straight into um, becoming an an officer or was there a nice little break, go back to school? Did you still want to like be out kicking ass again and and helping people? So
1: I was in the national guard for a long time um, towards the end of my career. Off and on active duty status, deploying all that. But, uh, no, I, I did not expect to be a police out I really didn't, to be honest. And I had a lot of other opportunities, contracting. I did a bunch of that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of came down to just wanting to start a family, wanting to live in my local community and help my local community with the skills I attained while in the military. So I ended up becoming a cop in my local community and wanted to use everything I had to help. Make me a better person to help them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's tough. It's much hard. It's <laughs> tough. Yeah, I, I went back to school for a year. I went to USC, got my master's degree, and uh, and then yeah, I, I didn't want to move away. I was like, I want to stay home. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> where my family, and my friends are, like the people I work, or I'm sorry, the community I work in, like houses, like my friends, my family, acquaintances, my friends' families you know, stuff like that. so I, I enjoy doing the best job I can to help them out, you know, to keep their community safe.
0: Okay. Okay. Was that, was the uh, transition out of, uh, army national guard to law enforcement? Do you feel like that was fairly easy for you or was that tough?
1: I mean, living in the military is not easy. It really isn't. Yeah. Um, I talked to a lot of guys about it, and I've talked about my experience with it, you know, and it's just it's it's not easy, it really isn't. Um, you leave something that you for me shit it was fifteen years of life, you know, I was on the same team in special forces for fucking ten years, like wow, and that it's leaving those guys behind is what you feel like um is not easy. But transitioning into something where you help people and you have purpose definitely makes it a little bit easier, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, they don't, they don't, there's no like military transition program, you know, it's just like, all right, see you later. Have a good, have a good day. And that's kind of like why I like to talk to vets and like help them and mentor them and I, I know a lot of other guys do as well, but there's no checklist Yeah. when you, when you get out on what am I supposed to do with my life now that I don't have this <laughs> <laughs> like, Feel uh, a little broken. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's, what's, uh, what's the next step? What do I do now? Um, I don't have to check in with somebody. I don't have somebody to be. I can go to school, I can get a house, I can have a family, but finding the right path, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: It's definitely tough. That, that military transition is tough. And I'm, I'm still, I still struggle with it daily. Like I miss my team. I miss that life. You can see it in my posts. Like I, I post these these pictures in black and white of when I was deployed, when I was doing this, because those are the best days of my life. They really are. I. I have a good life at the moment you know I have a good family I have kids I have businesses all this but when it comes down to it the best days of my life the best days of my life were spent overseas serving next to my brothers going on missions living in that fucking 10 by 10 you know fucking wooden box pretty much every night and that schedule I had over there and just the deployment life like i i missed the fucking shit out of it it is what it is
0: so those pictures because i've seen them i know you posted one i think today yesterday or today i don't remember um those pictures is that like a way for you to handle kind of the missing of it i mean is that i don't i don't know if coping is the right way to say it but like rather than kind of but it lingered. You throw something like that out there to kind of say, Hey, listen, I'm still living and living with this and acknowledging that it's a big part of my life. No,
1: it's, it's a, it's a part of my recovery, a part of my therapy to post and talk about my experiences. Okay. Um, I, I love to share my story because I know one, it's going to help younger guys that are in this profession strive for, betterment to strive to be better in the military to to move on from whatever they're doing to go into the fucking most fierce fighting force there ever been u.s army special forces you know or navy seals whatever it is like to continue to fucking make themselves better i like to post these so they see that like there's something else besides you know basic you can always improve yourself and then like yeah, like it, it helps me a fucking shit ton to tell my stories. I love to tell my stories and yeah, it's like therapy. Fuck man, like, like posting these pictures and hearing what people say, like it's nice. Yeah, it really is. Like I, I, when you're in, you don't have the opportunity to do that because you hold a top secret clearance, you're quite professional, you can't do that kind of stuff. You can't you can't post these pictures and people's faces and this and that because you're technically in you're in a fucking very high role in the military but now that I'm out it's like it's nice to tell my story right yeah feels good it, it's it's definitely a big part of my like uh therapeutic you know agenda and yeah it helps
0: yeah so, is that feeling of of always pushing yourself? Was that what led to the creation of operational athlete?
1: Yeah, so in 2017 that's when I hit rock bottom, like I said, and then operational athlete pulled me out of it i uh I'd always been big into fitness, I always been big into you know staying prepared, but it took a different role that year. And that's where this whole vision was created, being operational, being fucking ready at all times. It took control of me and it helped me get back into this this mindset of, yeah, we're not going to fucking die today. We're going to stay operational at all times. We're going to lift, fight, shoot, whatever it is, we're going to do everything we got to do to stay alive for our families, to be in the best shape we can be. Because, you know, at this time, I was, I was a police officer already. So it's like, you got to go home. You got to go home. I was having my son. I was got to go home to your family. Bottom line, dude. Like, come on, Matt. Like, do whatever you got to do. Just fucking get yourself there. Be operational. And that's where it came from. So.
0: That's awesome. I like that. Get yourself home. Stay operational. It sounds a little uh, on edge all the time.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's... Uh... definitely take over your fucking lifestyle yeah um but you know as a police officer you're you're fucking always on duty bottom line you're always carrying a weapon no matter where you're at so you gotta always stay operational is what it is um for people who don't serve in that role yeah it's easy to turn it off but i think being vigilant in the world we live in is fucking it's part of life now yeah Place. there's there's bad people out there and if you have a family if you do something like that um gotta protect them at all times i don't care who you are like you're a police officer military whatever just dad you know, yeah you gotta protect your family so being vigilant is very important
0: okay and the operational athlete is is It's a couple of things, right? So I guess for people that might not know, do you mind walking through what it is that you're, what you're doing with operational athlete and then also your cool nonprofit?
1: Yeah. So, uh, operational athletes, the lifestyle is what it is. Um, I want people to embrace my motto, lift, fight, shoot. If they're in this lifestyle, So military, police, whatever it is, first responders. It's staying ready at all times, no matter what. It's physically ready, mentally ready. And then doing whatever that part of your trade it may be. You could be a police officer. So maybe I need to fucking stay up on shooting. I could be a firefighter. Maybe I gotta stay up on, you know, being able to carry weight and move that over a long period of time or medical readiness, stuff like that. Staying operational at all times that's that's what the operational athlete is yeah
0: um are you doing like programming for stuff like this or is it just kind of building the, the culture of
1: for my brand and my company it's culture
0: okay
1: i want to, I want to build this culture and i work with companies which are again, amazing companies like Hardy fitness where we have these programming for physical readiness you know um i work with a lot of other companies that like awfully performance bros here Iron brittle where uh, they promote the same things like it's like you know staying ready at all times or um living a healthy lifestyle whatever it is you know like i try to align myself with these companies that have the same values and yeah. that's that's for me, like values are huge. Like it's i literally today I wrote in a book, you know, uh, about my values, my journal today, you know, and I'll, I'll tell everybody what my values are. Like my three top values are, and that's, you know, integrity, selfless service and respect like 100%. And then I can branch off of that to loyalty and everything, everything else. But that's, that's just how I live my life with based on values
0: okay awesome man and uh in addition to that you've also got your ruck for vets which is i mean you mind talking about that so people know
1: yeah, yeah Ruck for Vets is awesome so i started that in my down year in 2017 as a way to give back to this community that i i loved and cherished the military community the veteran community and uh yeah we're going on shit like our fifth year and just kind of getting back going on ruck marches whatever it is using the physical activities to help you defeat that mental struggle people have because like for me I know when I get out there and I get after it I go on a ruck whatever it is I get physical I, I do my veteran Tuesday workout after that like man life is so much better for me like Mentally, so it's uh defeating the mental stigma through physical activity, okay. And uh, we have an event coming up uh, September 25th in um Montgomery, Texas, and it's gonna be fucking awesome! And, like, it's gonna get out there with a bunch of good people and like we'll a 5k that's it, just we'll throw some weight on our back, we'll go for a rock, and then come back and shoot the shit talk about whatever we need to talk about, you know. It could be daily life. It could be sports. I don't care. I don't know. Just talk.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good, sweet man. So, if people want to find you, where uh, where can they where where can they get a hold of you? Find all your goodies. So, like everything I'm connected
1: with and work with is can be found at my website. It's operationalathlete.us, um, or they can find me on Instagram, the operationalathlete, um, ruck for vets all the above and then uh if anybody's out in southern california they can come hit me up i'm opening a gym south bay boxing club and uh it's going to be a home for vets a home for people that just want to get out there and get it done and get their mind
0: right that's it awesome dude okay well i'm out of i'm out of things i feel like i could badge you the whole night but is there anything that you or don't get asked. I mean, I feel like you've probably been on a couple shows that you're like, man, I, I feel like I don't share this enough or haven't ever shared this that is important too. I mean,
1: so this is exactly an interesting thing. I was talking about a stay with a friend. There's so many people out there that have ideas. Start a podcast, start a page, start this, start whatever it is. Don't just sit on your fucking ideas. Make them fucking happen. Make your dreams come true. Do whatever you got to do. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. You can make this shit happen. So like I tell people, like you can start a business. You can do whatever you want to do. And if people need help, they can always reach out to me. I'm getting ready to start working Ruck for Vets and to helping vets with their business ideas and stuff like that you know now that i've kind of figured it out as far as i can you know like but there's also resources out there that people can use and uh don't just sit back on your dreams make them happen that's it
0: Matt, once again, dude, I appreciate your time sharing your experiences with domestic violence, your time in the Army through special forces, understanding what selfless service looks and mean like means to you, uh, and also giving us a little bit of insight as far as uh, how to help people and maybe understand where they're coming from uh, through letting them talk, asking questions, and ultimately making things happen, right? Understanding that there are resources out there to uh, really make your dreams come true, as cheesy as that may sound, through hard work, dedication, and uh, kind of put your nose to the grindstone. So again, dude, I appreciate your time, and I apologize for uh, not clarifying uh, last name pronunciations. I got too excited to chat with you. But otherwise, I hope everyone, I feel like you all learned something, took a couple tidbits of information away. But beyond that, I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next time.